Hello, 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 and welcome back. That's right, this is the free, or here's another word for free, the complimentary. Talk about professional words, our choice of words, as we said. A complimentary class with Superstar, and I'm saying Superstar because I'm learning stuff here today with you, Anna, as well. And I thought I had a lot of experience in presentations, but of course, you have a course and I can't wait to hear all about that. Well, welcome back, firstly. How are you? Did you enjoy the first part? I loved it. I absolutely love talking about it. So this is just is so great to be able to sit and chat about it. I, I love it. Guys, if you're not following Anna, you should do it. It's Anna2ends English, if I'm not mistaken. That's on Instagram. And you can follow both of her podcasts, Chatterbox and Anna with two ends and they're both wonderful podcasts uh, both of them teaching you english but in different ways so anna now uh, this is one of the tougher questions we screw up because to err is human that's what we do even native speakers get tongue-tied we stutter we our mind goes faster than our our mouth or vice versa what do we do you're in the middle of a presentation you're prepared it's not that you're not prepared and you screw up you put your foot in your mouth what do you do? Well, this is a really good question because, as you said, it happens all the time. And I've seen this time and time again. Students start saying something and then maybe in the middle they go blank. So let's talk about first going blank. What do you do in that situation? Because okay. that's kind of like the, 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 the crash and burn, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking and then all of a sudden there's nothing, there's nothing there. In that situation, the best thing to do, it feels horrible. I, I totally understand. But the best thing that you can do is be genuine and, and say, I'm really sorry, I, I, I went blank. You could even say that. Oh, I'm really sorry, I, I went blank. Give yourself a moment. Don't rush. One thing that some people do is as soon as they go blank, they then immediately start talking about something to try and fill the space, to fill the gap. Right. But what you've got to do is just give yourself a couple of seconds, reorganize your, mm -hmm. your mind, your thoughts, and then continue so be genuine. I'm, I'm really sorry. I, right. I, I just went blank. Or you could say, um, one moment, sorry. Just just apologize or say, excuse me. You don't even need to apologize. You could just say, one moment, please. I think are. one yeah, really good thing. Take a sip of take water. Take a sip of water. Take a deep breath. Whatever it is. But, you know, and also a great thing about doing presentations maybe online is that you can have notes and things to prompt you in case you you go blank. So it's a really horrible situation. And it feels nasty. It really, really feels horrible to, to, to experience it. But just give yourself a couple of seconds. Another little tip I would say is if you get to a point where you've gone blank and you've lost your train of thought, do a quick recap. Like, okay, well, as I was saying, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and then you're, you're back on track. You thought, okay, that's where I was, and then then continue. And you're so, also bringing them back because that's something too, repetition. Exactly. If you want three things to be clear at the end of your presentation, you should say them at the beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> your three mm. objectives. Yeah. Um, you know, without sounding repetitive, which is the mm. key there. Yeah. <laughs> A recap is always welcome, I think, with things like presentations, reinforcing your ideas. But then there's also the, so we've got going blank, which is kind of, I guess, the... The, the number one fear, possibly. Yeah, the number one fear. But also a lot of people have this worry about making grammar mistakes or um, little things. So one thing I would 
discourage you from doing is that if you're speaking in a presentation and you realize you've made a mistake, don't mention it. Okay, just keep going. You don't need to apologize. You don't need to say, oh, no, I'm sorry. I should have said, no, no, no. You keep going. Say your words with confidence. As you said before, Alberto, you've got to feel like you have conviction in what you're saying. Otherwise, people might not feel confident in what you're saying. So say your words with confidence, even if it's not the right word and whatever, and you know it's not the right word or whatever, you say it and you say it loud and you say it proud. Um, And also little minor mistakes that people make with with grammar maybe or uh, prepositions, I don't know. Normally people know what you're talking about. We can put two and two together. Um, you get most... your point across at the, in the end, exactly. which is the, the goal of any presentation or, or any conversation to communicate your idea clearly. Yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it, you know, you're not aiming for perfection, but you're aiming to be able to communicate your message clearly. So try, I mean, it's this the typical thing to say, try not to worry about mistakes, but I feel like it's kind of not very good advice because everybody worries about making mistakes. But if it does happen, just try and, you know, accept it and, and just move on. Keep going. Keep going. Don't get caught up. Don't let it throw you off. Just keep great, going. Great, great phrasal verbs. Yeah. Like Freddie Mercury said, the show must go on. Mm. You can't just stop and turn back. So you got to get through it by hook or by crook. And mistakes will happen, but it's how we deal with them. It's how we move on and recover from those mistakes. Exactly. And I think if it helps if we A, are prepared, and B, realize everybody makes mistakes, maybe that'll just make us a little less nervous, you know, when we're, when we're up there. Absolutely. I mean, Alberto, the number one thing that you can do if you are nervous, if you're sitting there and listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, I couldn't imagine giving a presentation in English. I'm terrified. The number one thing that you can do to stop being nervous is prepare. It is right. the number one thing. If you have an idea about what you're going to say, and maybe you've practiced it a little bit, you're going to feel much better than if you do nothing. And it's important to say here, by preparation, at the same time, you, you don't want to underprepare, but I also wouldn't advise over-preparing. By over-preparing, I mean memorizing every single line, going through it 10 times a day, because then right. you kind of become obsessed with a script mm-hmm. and you're like, if you lose the line or you somehow you make a little mistake or you go blank, as we said before, you panic and you're like, oh my God, this wasn't part of the script. <laughs> so right, right. you need to find a nice happy medium that allows you to know what you want to say, but not obsess about every single word and getting it completely Perfect. Does that make sense, Albert? I'm not sure if I'm... Yeah, yeah. The way I'm trying to think of it in my head is the the script should be a guide. Yes. It should be an outline. It should not limit you. Yes, exactly. Much better. It should help you, guide you in the right direction, but... It's, the moment it's tying you down, then you, you, as the expression goes, you shouldn't stick to the script. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It then be. it's time to go off. But either way, the more prepared you are, the more off script you can go. So I used to, I remember when I was preparing people for presentations, I haven't done it in a while, but I said, you know what the three most important things are? I said, sit down, write this down. I said, preparation, preparation and preparation okay we're done <laughs> fifty thousand dollars please no, <laughs> but it's true it's it, the thing is it's, it's one of those things that sounds really like you know boring or whatever but it's absolutely 100 percent true there's 
if you, like you said, if you have a plan, you can go off the plan. But if you don't have a plan, don't expect any miracles. You might get lucky. Then you need like a plan C on top of that, because at least if you have a plan, you can go for a plan B. Exactly. You might get lucky. Okay. Imagine mm-hmm. you improvise, you, um, you, you wing it and mm-hmm. you get lucky. Okay. But that's not going to happen every time. I can assure you of that. Sure. So right, it's right. really, really worth preparing. One thing you can do to make yourself less nervous, prepare. Now, I imagine your course uh, was a little bit more involved than mine. Preparation, preparation, preparation. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your course, um, why you started it, and some things that you observed with, you know, working with all kinds of different students. Mm -hmm. So, as I said at the beginning, I love, I love presentations. I love teaching presentations. And when I could see that this was something where people were so scared and and terrified and I really wanted to help people to stop feeling like that and to start feeling confident when they're giving presentations. And really the reason why it's called Confident Presentations, that's the name of the course. And the reason why I called it that is because it is really about confidence. That is the key thing. The students I'm working with, maybe you're like this. You can you can already speak English, okay? You've got a good handle of the language, but you don't feel confident with it. When you stand up in front of people, you feel nervous. You're worried about people, what people are thinking of you. So really, this course was, it's not necessarily, it's not about actually teaching about grammar or... Yeah, firstly, secondly, like the, the vocabulary or so to speak. That's part of it. But what I want to say is it's not about like grammar or correcting you for, for um, or doing lots of grammar exercises. It's about taking a structure with the vocabulary and putting it and practicing it, actually doing it. Because that's the thing you have to do. If you want to get over a fear, you have to do it multiple times and repeat it until it's not scary anymore. That's the way that anybody would approach any fear. Anyone that had a phobia of, I don't know, buttons. Uh, I don't know, one day you practice putting one button on the table and then two buttons and then three and then four. You have to keep doing it until it doesn't feel as scary. So that's why I wanted to do the course to give people the space to practice and to actually do this um, in real life before they have the situation at work and to kind of make it something they enjoy doing. Um, Well, sure. That's what I was saying at the beginning. If you're enjoying what you're saying and what you're doing, you know why people love classes with me? And I hate to say because they they tell me because I'm having fun, too. And they're like, dude, this guy's cracking up here. He's telling us jokes. He's singing. So they're like, you're having fun. We're going to have fun with you. And I almost feel like presentations, you apply that same thing. Like, what kind of feeling do you want them to have? Well, infect them with it. And then maybe they'll maybe. Not all crowds are great. What do you do, I didn't prepare this question before, with a tough crowd? Because some crowds, let's say you're in front of a a crowd of German people as opposed to Americans. Very different reactions there. Like, what do you do when you have a crowd that maybe is not giving you any feedback, even though they might even be enjoying it? Because we don't really know, but we try and measure, we try and gauge, as we say, the crowd's response. What do you do when you feel like you're sinking there? That's a really interesting question. And I guess this is really, this could be a common thing that could happen. For example, if you work in um, an international way and you have to, you know, speak English to people who are in Germany or American and the sense of humor is different, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. British people are going to laugh at different things to American people. and, And 
I think you have to trust your instinct. It's very important. And actually、mm-hmm. coming back to the preparation and who your audience is, another thing I would add to that is where are they from?、Um, Uh, you know, in terms of their, their culture, their working culture. Maybe you already know that you have some experience with it, but it's good to just have that, have that in mind. But I think trust your instinct. I think your instinct is also really, really powerful. And you know, normally when a presentation is going well or if it's not. But I think if you prepare and you feel like you've got a good presentation in, in, in place, I think you just have to trust yourself to, Go to do、it. a good job.、Yeah. You know, even if people, even if it's a tough crowd and even if they're not giving you anything back, you've got to have like conviction and, and believe in yourself and think, okay, I did my job. I did my best. I prepared something that I feel was right for the audience. I got my message across and, and, and you've done your best and you should be happy with that. But tough crowds can be difficult. I mean, when you try and make a joke and then no reaction whatsoever. Sure.、Um, Or think of an audition. You're going on an、yeah. audition as an actor and they're,、right. ju- they don't react. That's their job to just sit there. Poker faced and be like, okay, we'll call you, kind of thing. It reminds me going back to this dean,、uh, Dr. Trouth. She, she was our acting dean of the acting school. And she said, the last day in tears, if I haven't taught you anything, and she taught us a lot, in these four years, I want you to take confidence and poise with you wherever you go. And confidence, and she explained it because we were, we didn't know what poise was. Like, we're, you know, we're <laughs> in college, we're like, poise? What's that? So she's like, confidence and poise. Confidence, you know, being confident in yourself. We knew that one. She said, poise, the ability to look like you know what you're doing when you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, yeah. She used the word poise, but I like that a lot more because it rhymes. Fake it till you make it. And it taught me a lesson. You're not always going to be 100% prepared. And even if you are, someone could throw you a curveball. I imagine this isn't a British expression because it comes from baseball, but they, a trick question, a surprise question. Yeah. So even when you're prepared, you're not really prepared for everything because you don't know every scenario. First, where can, people,、uh, where can people get more information about the course? I know it's not going, well, maybe it is going on now since this content, you can listen to it whenever. Where can they check and get more information about the course? The best place to go for information is my Instagram channel. And you can find me, as Alberto said, at Anna2EndsEnglish, where you can sign up to the course and ask me any questions that you have about it. Also, guys, you'll find a link to her social media, to her Instagram, in the show notes for today's episode. So you can go over there and click on it, and it'll take you right over to her page as well. And I recommend you follow it. I follow a lot of teachers, but I have to say,、uh, Anna is constantly sharing valuable content that I think can help anybody. Even though your focus is business, who doesn't need to be more professional? And I always think it's better to be you know, overdressed than underdressed, more professional than. Less professional, more mature than you know, immature. So、uh, I think business English, they call it business English, but I think really it's English, professional English, English anyone should know. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. It's, it's, it's useful for, in, in many contexts. And you know, even maybe if you, you're thinking, well, I don't need, really need business English right now, or it's not a priority for me right now, maybe you're a student or you're thinking, You know, maybe in the future it could be you could need it. You know, maybe you're going to have to do an interview at some point. So it's, it's, it's very useful and you can use it in lots of different ways.、Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And also, you know, we're talking about presenting information, but even like when you meet someone, you're selling yourself, you're presenting ideas, you're presenting yourself, so to speak. So 
These are skills that you could use outside of the business world. You can even use them to make new friends, people skills, communication skills. So make sure you guys follow Anna. And now, Anna, I know we've gone over a lot of stuff, but what are some other do's and don'ts, as we say, things that you should avoid doing and things that it's a good idea maybe to do? Uh, let's start with let's start with the do's. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the do's actually. Let's 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 start with that. So definitely do prepare. We've done that one. We're gonna put that number one. Do prepare. Make sure that you 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 you've got an uh, an outline. Um, another couple of of do's. Um, try and change your focus. So I'm talking about mindset here. The way you think about doing um presentations. A lot of people are like, I've got to do a presentation in English. And that's their focus. They're always focused on the fact that this presentation is in English. So I would recommend trying to change that a little bit and try and think about, okay, I've got a really important message that I need to tell these people about and make that the focus, not to do with English. Okay, yeah, you've got to deliver it in English, but get over it. You've got to do it. So try and focus on the fact that you've got something important that these people really need to know about. So that might help you try and just focus, you know, your mindset a little bit, take away some of those nerves. Um... Another few quick things, because some some small things can make a big difference. Try and make sure that in your presentation, you have a clear introduction. I'm talking about your standard presentation here. You want to have an introduction. Right. You Let them know, a couple of what, points. You know who you are, what you're, a little idea right. of what they're going to see, you know. Exactly. Warm mm-hmm. us up. Okay. Warm us up to, to what you're going to talk about. Give us your main ideas. And then make sure you have a conclusion at the end. A lot of people... Um, at the end of their presentation, they're like, okay, perfect, that's it, boom, mic drop, done. And it's like, oh, okay, it feels like you hit a brick wall. You're like, oh, um, what happened? Are we dismissed? Uh, (laughs) Right, Can we go have a cigarette now or coffee? (laughs) Exactly. So don't be afraid to just give us a little recap. You know, well, um, you, you could say, you know, in conclusion or in a nutshell or to wrap up what I really believe or what I really think, give us a little conclusion at the end um and also another thing that i would say is definitely a do is there are some pieces of vocabulary that you can use in presentations to make them flow better so presentation vocabulary are things like as you mentioned before alberto um you know firstly secondly thirdly let's move on to now i'm gonna have a look at i'd like to point out i like that one because you're literally pointing it out with a pointer (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) And a lot of these phrases go really well with PowerPoints as well. So, um, you know, definitely make the most of using presentation vocabulary because it makes your presentation flow sure. a lot Sure, you're connecting it. Like you said, you're yeah. you're telling a story. It should have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And at the end, you should remind... At the beginning, you should let us know what we're going to see. And at the end, you should remind us of what the most important things were. In theater, think about this. If you go see a musical, what are the two biggest numbers? The opening and the, the finale. That's when all Mm -hmm. actors are on stage. Because you know what? Truthfully, and that doesn't mean we're bad audiences. It means we have short attention spans. We remember the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. That's what we stick. Okay, there's a lot of important stuff in there. But we're going home talking about what happened at the end and what happened at the beginning. That's why the big guns come on stage at the musicals. So um, that's important. As you said, we say in, in improvisation, they used to call it finding the button. And that's like Um. when to leave the stage. So like in an improvisation, when there's no time limit, you have to decide that was the funniest moment. You leave on a high note, as you say. So you're like, okay, and you know, you're not going to get a better one than that. This is where we call it quits. This is where we find the button. So end big, 
end big. Yeah. I like that. Leave leave on a high note. I think that's a really, really good way to, to say it. Like, give them something to remember and a call to action. Okay, if you want them to do something, you need to tell them that at the end. Um, actually, one funny thing I was just thinking about there is there's one comment. I think it's a myth. I have to see what you think, Alberto. But one thing that people say uh, you should do when you give a presentation is to imagine everybody in the audience is naked. And that will make you feel less nervous but see that gets me um, excited i'm just weird I, this, I, well it depends who's in the audience too but <laughs> but, but I, I don't think that's ever worked for me i don't work. think I, i'm not sure if that's ever worked for me but it's kind of like a myth i don't know but a lot of people have said that that's that's some way to help people get rid of their nerves but i think it actually just makes me more nervous it takes so, you out uh, of what you need to do sure well what would you do in that case to to combat your nerves i think the times when I've been really, really, really nervous, and I have had times when I've I've walked off. I've had times when I've left. Oh wow! So you know yeah, from experience because, that crippling mm-hmm. fear that can that mm-hmm. can overcome mm-hmm. you. Yeah, and I think aside from from preparing and all of that stuff, I think actually I remember that specific time I had really good support from other people. So there were some other people that gave me some guidance. So I didn't do a very good job in a presentation that I did. Um, and, you know, they said, well, look, you could have done this a little bit better. I would recommend doing this. And it was kind of like a mentor. Great. And wow. That kind Support. of made me feel sure, sure. a lot better. And the next time it was it was much better. But I really crashed and burned. Like I bombed. I really bombed. <laughs> what I always think and, is the naked thing doesn't help me. But what I always think to myself is these people want you to succeed. We have this idea in our head that like they whoever they may be, the hypothetical they, the crowd is like waiting to point fingers at us and laugh at us when it's quite the contrary. If you see somebody getting nervous, you want to see them pull out of it and, you know, come out uh, on top, triumphant. So if we think, like you said too, change that chip, our outlook and say, the audience is my friend. They want me to do well. They're not going to throw, they're not waiting here with a bag of tomatoes. Or tomatoes, mm-hmm. as you say. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and people, people, like you said, people want you to succeed. They want you to do well. And, um, you know, maybe get feedback. If you feel that, you know, you're doing presentations and you want to get some, some feedback, ask a trusted colleague or a friend or something like that and ask them, you know, how did I do? Was there something I could do better? And, you know, people, some people will be willing to give you some really useful feedback. So don't be afraid to mm-hmm. ask for feedback as well. And it sounds so simple, but there's nothing on this earth like a deep breath. Mm. There is no, I mean, my, a friend said it to me when I was all stressed out. I was all wound up, as we say. And he goes, dude, the only thing you can control is your breath. And that's hard enough. And I was like, yeah. whoa. And so sometimes just taking a deep breath, inhaling, exhaling before you go on stage. And just as we called it in acting school, taking body inventory. Oh, my neck is... Let me stretch. You can even physically stretch before a pre- actor stretch. They warm up physically because an actor's instrument, we don't have, you know, we're not carpenters. We don't use hammers. We use our bodies. We use our voices. So we need to know how to maximize those, how to use them, how to project all of these things that, as we said before, can help you in any business or in any communication. I, I now, because I'm... I do the podcast and I I warm up my mouth a little bit before I do the podcast as well because I want to make sure that because the podcast is like I guess a mini presentation it's not live but 
Well, I'm presenting to myself or uh, the people that are there, the listeners. Well, it's a live show. You're doing it live, sure. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I try and I'm, I'm warm us as well. And actually coming on to some don'ts because we... We hit the do's, but... We were talking about... Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Let's... Let's look at some don'ts. Oh no, um, <laughs> I was trying to avoid them. <laughs> Let, let's touch on let's touch okay. on that. Um, I'm gonna come to what you're saying there about taking a deep breath and also don't be afraid of like pauses and silences. Because one thing that I would say is not as good to do is is to speak very fast and speak continuously and not give your audience any time to digest what you're what you're saying. So when you have like a, 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 you know, a sentence or a short paragraph, just leave a mini pause, you know, give your audience just a second just to digest what what you're saying. Sometimes when students, and this is a big don't, is to talk really, really fast. It happens because people are nervous. Even and native also, speakers, when I'm nervous, yeah. I, I go a mile a minute. Yeah, exactly. And when you have a language like Spanish, for example, is is spoken really fast. It's spoken much faster than English. And so sometimes when people are speaking in, in, in English, Spanish speakers, they, they speak really, really fast in English. Sure. And that makes it harder sometimes for people to understand you. And not only that, but you might be, if you speak too fast and people can't understand you, then somebody might ask you a very awkward and difficult question at the end. So by being clear... And making sure people understand you the first time you avoid maybe some complicated questions or, oh, I'm sorry, could you could you explain that to me? Because I, I, I didn't sure, understand. Sure, it so. went over my head, as we would say. I didn't, I didn't catch right. that. Yeah. So uh, definitely don't speak fast. too fast. Which, well, catch yeah, yourself because naturally yeah. your, your, your body, your mind is going to want to go a mile a minute. But be conscious of that. Be aware so that you can say, hey, slow down, Bronco. <laughs> slow down there, buddy. <laughs> and yeah, even, yeah. again, it's not just it's not because of the language. We're nervous because now people are judging us. But are they really judging us? That's the question. That's what's making us nervous. We're, we feel like it's an episode of The Voice, and they're going to be like, thumbs down, you know, like Julius <laughs> Caesar. It's not like that. I think most people are going to a presentation. They know what they're getting into. They, they kind of... You know, they paid for it in many cases, <laughs> you know, so there shouldn't be too yeah. many surprises. <laughs> yeah, so definitely don't rush. Take your time. Um, don't speak too quickly. That would be, that's probably one of my big number number one things that I see time and time again is people talking too fast. you got to be prepared to talk a little bit slower. Really make sure that you're pronouncing your words. Like, I, I like this idea of saying, in a in a like high resolution you want to make sure that people can hear those words that you're saying you're not kind of mixing them up together and muffling and yeah you're pontificating as it's called like thinking as you speak because that allows for pauses and allows you to get your bearings and allows other people uh, to follow you and not get lost all right well this is fascinating stuff any more don'ts I know. I was going to ask you, what's a don't for you, Alberto? What's 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 a don't? Don't get there late. And it took me thirty-five years to figure that one out. Don't get there late. Get there early, because I my biggest stress and my biggest you know problems with nerves came from me running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Mm. So I realized, get there early. Get there way early, not ten. Get there early. Grab your laptop. Grab a cup of coffee. Go over it again. That's going to give you the confidence to start not flustered and nervous. 
because you don't want to add insult to injury. So if you're already nervous because you've got to get up in front of a group and now you're nervous, oh, damn it, where's this train? It should have been here seven minutes ago. Oh, my God. You're not doing yourself a favor. So sometimes I feel like we can be our own worst enemies. So don't be your own worst enemy. Get there on time. Prepare. I think we can sum everything up as do your freaking homework. Yes. Do, you do know, your be a good student. And... Get to class on time. Prepare your lessons and, and present your ideas clearly. <laughs> good advice. Good advice. I hate rushing. So I'm, I'm all with that. Arrive early. I, that's the best advice ever is really good yeah well it took me 35 years to realize <laughs> dude you have added so much i feel like a part of me thought i was like in an indiana jones movie and the door's closing <laughs> and i gotta jump on the tr and then i was like why why do i need this unnecessary because there's real stress in life i have to give a presentation tomorrow and there's oh shit i'm not gonna catch this train that's not real stress that means you should have gotten up earlier pal <laughs> yeah there's so. things there's absolutely things that you can control and not make the experience worse than it already or more stressful than it already is sure so there are a lot of factors the ones you can control control them <laughs> keep them under control because there will be ones that you won't be able to control um, all right. Well, uh, I want to wrap up. This is a great conversation. We could go on and on, I'm sure. And I'm sure the, the listeners are enjoying it, too. But I also wanted to pick your brain as a language learner, as somebody who's learning Spanish and I think maybe even Italian. I know you're, you're a, somebody who loves learning languages. So I figured you could give us some tips, some things that you do uh, to get into language learning and to make it less of a a chore. The same thing we said with uh, a presentation. If you think of it, I got to do this. Well, that stinks. Mm. But if you think of it, oh, I'm yeah. excited to do this. Well, that's great. So what kind of tips can you offer to, to language learners? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not learning Italian, by the way, just to add oh, that I in made there, that up. Okay, well. Spanish only. Spanish only at the moment. But maybe Italian. Now you put pressure on me. Maybe Italian, maybe Italian as well. Um, okay. Quick tips for, for learning a language um, that I, I love. Um, choose something you like. Super basic. Choose something you like and stick to it. Don't use millions of different resources. Pick a couple of things that you like and stick to it for, I don't know, two weeks, three months. But try and be consistent. But don't, there's so many things out there. You have to pick a couple of things that you like. Don't get it's distracted. It's good to focus, to, right? Sure. Yeah, sure. reduce the noise a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, if If you are, if you want a, a, a teacher or a coach, find somebody that you really click with. And don't be afraid to change if it's not th something that works um, for you I think like you said it's kind of a turn off when people say homework it's like ugh, you know especially right. with adults and things like that or study this or it's like oh I hate God, the word study I hate <laughs> the word student I call my students English explorers because I yeah. feel like what we're doing is exploring different topics exploring structures pronunciation student study those words are outdated <laughs> right and you die you die a little bit inside like somebody says to you study this and you're like oh uh. so it's just it's not aspiring <laughs> nobody wants to do right. that so but i so i think you have to kind of change it like you said exploring or you know um i don't know whatever but just don't see it like in that way of studying and homework that's what you do at school you're not at school um well maybe you are but i'm talking to kind of adults here who are working you know you've got your lives your jobs your you know whatever um but obviously take it seriously like if you really want to to make an improvement with your English like try and make it a serious commitment for you you know don't just treat it like something that is not important if it is important you really need to make it a commitment for you but 
be realistic. One time, one thing I see a lot is that people really beat themselves up about, oh, I don't have enough time or I really want to do it, but I can't. So be realistic. If you can only do 10 minutes every day, just do 10 minutes every day. I don't know. If you can only watch a series, then just watch a series. Right. Don't Set realistic expectations, right? Right. Just be realistic about it. So those are probably my overall tips and also another one that I always 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 say is that I learned so much from from reading and a lot of people I think overlook reading mm-hmm. but I really learned a lot of vocabulary reading newspaper articles um things online blogs so I learned a lot from reading actually rather than not than just watching series because that's the easy one I'm nope. going to watch Game of Thrones and okay grab the popcorn mm-hmm. But reading, Mm, mm. and I don't mean reading an article on Twitter, guys. I mean reading a novel, reading a short story, and getting lost in a book, which seems like a lost art in itself. Well, that was, I remember in the United States, speaking of book reports, we had to do oral book reports. And my wife and a lot of people always, they always ask, why are you Americans so good at presenting, at getting in front of, like you guys, British people, I'm, I'm generalizing, obviously, and you know why? We, we had something, you probably know this, called show and tell. Since kindergarten, where you had to come in and bring in a mug or whatever and say, this is my coffee mug. I got it from my grandma. So you learn to speak in front of a crowd since you're a little kid. But you also learn what it's like to be a member of the crowd. And you know that you must respect the person who's on stage because they're going to be nervous. They're going to be up there. They're going to have their turn. And I think if we could get this into the school system here, we might be out of a job with the uh, presentation stuff <laughs> because yeah, it's such a, an important skill that is overlooked, I think, many times in the modern educational system. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And I've, I've heard that before about an, in the American education system that it's, it's very much about get up, let's go. Mm-hmm. What have you got? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> can write, you're going you're to write the report, but more importantly, you're going to present that information to us. And from the beginning, they've been telling us, don't read. No one wants you to read a three-page report. And nobody, when we were kids, we didn't realize how indispensable this skill would be. But uh, start with something, you know, you don't have to give a big presentation. Just sit, get in front of a mirror and describe your favorite movie. Describe, you know, your favorite ice cream and what it tastes like. Start by, you know, as you said, start with stuff you like because then it's going to come in and, you know, a spoonful of sugar makes anything go down as, as Mary Poppins said. So if you like the subject matter, you'll naturally want to read more about it, learn more about it as well. So, um, well, Anna, any last words except follow Anna? You guys, have, that sounds very negative. Last words. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, th- I didn't mean Actually, it that way. <laughs> I just wanted to add as well, one really cool tip that one of my students gave me. He was really nervous about giving presentations. This wasn't my tip. This was something he did by himself. So I'm not going to take credit for it. What's his name? So we can wh- shout him. We got to shout Juan. him. Juan. Juan, what's up? What's up, Juan? Thanks for the tip. Um, Juan said that when he was really nervous about giving presentations, what he did was he took stuffed toys, toys like animals, like bears or whatever, and he put them around the room like an audience and he practiced giving presentations that way. And he said it was like indispensable and helping him overcome his fear of speaking in front of people. So I just want to finish on that because that's such a good tip. And maybe... It might work, but it's one way to maybe start to overcome your fear of speaking in, in, in front of people. So shout out to Juan. To Juan. And what he's doing, again, is what we said before. He's rehearsing. Even if he's doing it in front of a fake audience, he's rehearsing. 
And I think we can end this with a very simple cliche, but it's so true. Practice makes perfect. And that's everything, whether it's presentations, whether it's speaking another language, whether it's learning to sew, practice makes perfect. Guys, follow Anna on her Instagram. You'll see a link in the show notes. It's Anna with two N's, the program. Chatterbox, her program that she's co-hosting as well. And it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Anna, for being here. Thank you, Alberto. It's been wonderful. Thanks so much. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of FYI.